Hey, this is Chris and Jan Woodruff, and you are listening to the Hindsight Podcast, where we sit down with people and we take a look back at what we can learn from a very specific season in their life. Welcome back to Hindsight Podcast. I'm Chris. Hello, everybody. I'm Jan. Welcome back. And we are sitting with you today. It's a Friday. It is, and it's finally sunny. We've had a dreary winter season as we're recording these So it's nice to have some sunshine outside. Yeah, it actually warms up a little bit today. So, so yeah, so we are in uh, our third episode with the Crossins. Uh, You guys have been listening and heard a couple already from them. Uh, We had to break it up a little bit, uh, but they had so much great information. Yeah, hopefully you're realizing that breaking it into three was necessary just because they had so much great wisdom to share with us and we didn't want to shortchange anything that we could gain from it. Yeah, so in this one, uh, we're going to hear from them talking a little bit about the idea of dating, which if you've got teenagers, that's something you guys are probably talking about. Uh, So they're going to talk a little bit about dating and dating with boys. And then they're going to talk about this idea of launching their boys into college and how did they prepare them for that and how did they prepare themselves for that. And so they're going to get into a little bit of that in this one. What's really cool about them, obviously having the three boys, is Russ has taken it to heart, like his guy time with them. And so he, you know, raised his boys, as you'll hear, doing a lot of things collectively. And then now as they're starting to have their children, they're creating a cousin camp, which I think is cool. And it's just, I think, springboarding into this new legacy of time together and making some great memories and creating traditions that continue on to the next generation. Yeah, there's just been great stuff um, that we've taken uh, just in our time with them. And even with our boys, um, not that we haven't taken anything and applied it with Rena, our daughter, um, but just with them having three boys and us having the two boys, we've really taken a lot of things. And I've personally taken a lot where I've just put some different traditions in place uh, with the boys that I just really want to carry through. And I'm hoping, my hope is, that these are traditions that we'll carry on into when they're in college and when they're young adults and we still get to spend that time. And then we start to incorporate if down the road they have kids and boys, then it's something we can do multi-generationally. Yeah. And I think these memories, these cemented memories are what actually make raising kids or raising boys continue that relationship forward because you have something to hinge on. It's not just do your homework and clean up your room because we all know that we're falling into that trap. These are things as parents, and I'm learning for the people we've sat with, is that really being intentional, doing things outside the parent box are what are creating these long-lasting relationships. So let's jump in for this last episode with the Crossins. We hope you guys enjoy it. Um, you had mentioned with your one son that there was a girl issue, if you will. But if you can just give us maybe um, just an overarching guideline of what you, how you navigated dating and, and sex talks and just relationships and things like that with well, the boys. We, obviously, we did a sex talk, and you probably read all the statistics. You know, we did it at like 12 or 13. You need to back that up now. Yeah. It needs to be sooner than that. And we did that very intentionally. I took the boys away. I, th- I used focus on the family, preparing for adolescence was mm-hmm. one of them, and then I forget the other and one I did. Else. But was real clear on that at, at the right time, which now I think <coughs> for, you got to move it back into the 10, 11 time frame. But I think on dating specifically, Jan, um, you need to just make sure you know what that means. I wish I would have been clearer. Our oldest didn't date, so I was kind of caught off guard when my middle one at a um, sophomore and says, I want to want to go out with this girl. And I'm thinking, well, that's fine. You go out with this girl. But I didn't realize going out that 
hey, we're going to be together. Exclusive. And we're exclusive. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't have the language down. I would have been clear on, all right, you, you can hang out with members of the opposite sex in a group. And then when you get to be, you know, 16, um, you know, you can maybe do double dates and stuff. I, I've come to think that having watched it, that dating the way I think of dating, social engagement, a member of the opposite sex to grow in Christ, to learn how to interact with a member of the opposite sex and kind of see what you're looking for. We developed yeah. a dating sheet to help our boys, um, but they didn't date much. And I fast forward, I, I don't know if that was a good thing. Right. I think dating um, is good as long as you control the physical and, it's, and we have those strong ground rules. We talked yeah. about law admission returns, you know, how, you know, holding the hands and then squeezing hands and, you know, all hugging and then kissing and all that, how it can lead those dimension returns at least to things that, you know, are inappropriate. So um, I just think that in today's society, I don't know that people know really how to date. I think uh, I agree. If, you, if you say, hey, we're just going to court and do that whole thing, that's been shown to not work. <laughs> and, then, and, then I, and then you've got this whole other side of, um, you know, we're going to be exclusive. So I, I just think that just having those discussions, okay, let's agree on... What it's going to look mm-hmm. like. You have the curfews, especially with boys. You talk about how girls are wired, yeah, and and how you're wired, and 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 all of that. And um, but but if I did that to do over again, I would have been more aware of the language, mm-hmm. and I would have been clear on the front end. If my, if, if, when he said, "Can I go out with this girl?" I, knowing his definition, I would have said no. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, you can, you can. Right. Well, yeah. Where are you going? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then they use words like hang out and yeah. 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 hook up and all that. Yeah. Really Which we had, you know, we didn't know or had to learn. But one of the things I think um, it's probably saved us from some of the difficulties um, early on was uh, they they had to do the group date um, until they were a certain age. I don't know if it was fifteen, but there were some rules where you can't you can't go out you cannot date with somebody singly. Until I probably should have pushed it until they're probably like senior year in high school. But what up, up until then, if they would want to go out with somebody or whatever, we'd say, well, you know, the rules are you can't double date till you're 16. And so. And were these your home rules? Is that what these you're are saying? Our rules, yeah. Yeah. Um, because cause we didn't really, I mean, it started actually what happened was some older girls got interested in our middle one. It's like, uh, you know what? When you're 15, you don't need to be doing this. So we already set up the rules. You can't double date. You need to group date until a certain yeah, age, which for right. us was 16. Uh, we probably should have pushed the double date, you know, 17, and yeah. maybe single date when you're 18. Um, but whatever, however you make those rules, if you have rules, it makes it easier. Sure. Because if something comes along, it might be already a rule you've already established. Mm-hmm. But um, but we, we, um, we felt like the group things were good. Like a lot of times we'd have... Like if they want, if we wanted to go up to the lake, we'd have if they wanted to bring a girl with them. Um, we tried to do that as much as we could. Uh, that it was kind of all done in a group, kind of see how they are with 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 the group thing, so they don't get that individual where mm-hmm. they're pulling away just together. We didn't think that was was healthy. So um, so we tried to we tried to have make sure they had exposure to girls since we don't have girls in the family. Right. Um, but on the other hand. That'd be, we won't be careful. I'll, 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 I'll give you the sheet I developed. It might be helpful to you. That'd be great. Yeah, yeah if you've got a sheet on it, that we'll take it. That would be so fun. That's great. I'd love to see that. So what was your role when they went to college? 
So how did that shift? So you went from hands-on-ish or guiders. But then the middle one, he would call two, you know, two, three times a week, maybe hmm. every day. Our youngest would call us more than that. You, just, you just never know what it's going to do. But, but I think, uh, Jan, part of it is, so we, we let them go, but as their dad, I, I would periodically check in. What are your goals? You know, how are, you know, and we'd mm-hmm. sit down and do the budget when they left, and so we'd talk about that when they came home. Um, and then if I find a good article about something about for business or whatever, I'd send it to them. Right. So I stayed engaged about or how, how you dress, right. you know, for an, inter- an interview, like how do you dress. And, and um, so I would periodically send them things. Right, to stay um, connected. To continue, to continue to try to have input to them yeah. that might be appropriate. And, and, um, and then we would, um, whenever we'd have family vacation, even when they're in college, I usually have some kind of a theme I would talk about, you know, with them. Yeah, that's great. I would say, too, the oldest one, he would not come home. His thing was, (laughs) I'm independent, I'm on my own, and so he wouldn't come home. So Russ would go go meet him halfway and shoot skeet or just do something where he could stay connected. They'd be bonding, yeah. The others, others, they they loved coming home, and, and, and so with the others, the ones that were more prone to date, Sometimes if there would be something come up in a conversation that he didn't like or we didn't like, we didn't like the tone of what's going on, we would go down and have lunch or meet him halfway and have have dinner. Hey, we need to talk about what's going on here. What are you, what are you thinking? So we would yeah. try and stay engaged as great. much as we could. Yeah. yeah, that's great. Yeah, even as they're still, you're still tweaking. Even yeah. as they yeah. moved into their 20s, there have been a few times I've had to drive and say, let's just have a talk. How are you doing? Yeah. Meet him halfway mm-hmm. here in Birmingham or drive to Chattanooga and stuff like that. Yeah, so. that's great. I don't know that you ever quit parenting, no. but, but it's, it changes. You, it changes. Yeah. And you, now what I do is I ask him, I say, my son the other night, I said, hey, I've observed some things if I'd like to share them, but only if you are open. And I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to unless you yeah. are okay. Cause you know, it's up to him now. If he wants that input. But yeah. We got, we got some, well, one will come home and say, I, I need to let you know, uh, who I'm dating, and I want to make sure you're okay with that. And we're like, oh my goodness, no, we're not. And yeah. had some pretty hard conversations, but at least he came home and asked. Yeah, right. right. So, uh, Still values your opinion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Wow. That's great. That's good feedback. Cause that dating world is, we see it on the horizon and yes. not quite sure how we're going to navigate that. Get you the That'll be great. <laughs> That's right. Hey, I want to ask you this one question. We love this question. We've, we've done it with some others as well. Um, so as you look back, uh, what is one thing that you wish um, you did more of? And then on the flip side, we're going to ask you, what you, what do you wish you did less of uh, with the boys? I, t- I tell people this all the time. I wish I'd have camped more. Okay. Because that's when you're all together, you're acting, especially with boys. We would have mm-hmm. done more of that. It's a lot of effort, usually for the parents. Yeah. You know, because it always rains and you have to set the thing. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> and I'd have, done, I'd have done less of the of the organized stuff, especially when they were you know, six to 14, you know, you get, we got caught up like everybody in the Saturday running to the soccer, running to all the stuff. We'd have done less of that. We would spend our time camping. Yeah. And um, mm-hmm. that's my simple answer to that. Yeah. Which kind of gets into our sports philosophy, which yeah. is for another day. I, I think, yeah, you need to develop a sports philosophy, especially for those early years up till the middle school. Yeah. I mean, fundamentally ours was try to do over again. When they could start practicing after school and you got your weekends back, that's when they could, do sports. And I think many times we're afraid, well, my kid's going to miss out because he's going to be, 
way behind. That's not true because they yeah. change so much physically as they move into so those much. early teen years. So. And they're really, right. they really don't get, I mean, even psychologically, they don't really get the coaching yeah. until a certain age. Yeah. So it, I used to call soccer minnow ball because they all run <laughs> around the wall. You know? right. They can't understand defense and offense. So right. there's a point where, I mean, and they have a lot of fun. See? We enjoy the parents, but we feel like you need to really think through what you're doing. Sure. By, by the time we started camping, the kids were starting to get older and they didn't want to do that. And then they started driving and that was all over. And that's why, because yeah. I look back, we, when we had them, we would have done more of that. Because it would have brought the family together. We'd have been right. active. We'd Absolutely. Have been oh, that's great. Yeah, we love camping too. And Let's I would say that. what what, uh, what I think I wish I had done more of just off the cuff. Um, once the boys went to college, I wish I'd spent more time with them. I mean, I threatened, I didn't threaten. I told my oldest I was going to come down and have lunch with them. And it's like, please, no. Uh, I wish I had gone, just had lunch. Yeah. Just maybe once a quarter while, while they're in college. Because they really, and this may be just boys. Because I've, I've heard my friends have girls. I'm so jealous. The girls call them once or twice a day. Yeah. Like, oh, my goodness. What's that look like? Um, but I wish I had, you know, connected with them. Like, let's go have, I'm going to come down and have lunch one, once, once a quarter. Just, just a mom time. Yeah, just see what's going on. Uh, hmm. The last thing... I think I worried so much that we weren't doing enough, that I wasn't getting enough spiritual stuff across, we weren't training them for everything in life, and that, you know, that they would not have what they needed, and only to realize out, out down the road, realize that God loves them more than I do, and I knew that, but he's also working on them, yeah. so mm-hmm. I didn't need to worry as mm. much as I did, and it didn't, I was always so, as my grandkids are so much fun, I don't feel that same pressure, yeah. right, right. <laughs> I just get to play with them, but when they were mine, I felt so burdened by, am I giving them everything they need, and I, I, I probably should have just relaxed see, more. See, I think that's, I could have relaxed more too, and I think that's the biggest takeaway for parents, is realize they're catching way more, and you need to try to do all this stuff, but you know, God's got them and they're watching you. Yeah. So if you're walking with God and you're, yeah, yeah. Now there's, there's always a prodigal here and there. I understand that. But the point is you're stacking the deck in your favor when your relationship with God's right and your relationship with each other's right. Cause your kids right. are probably going to be pretty close to that. Yeah. That's great. Awesome. Well, guys, those have been great. Okay. Um, awesome. I to, we want to run through you guys. This is a little bit new. Okay, uh, we're, we're calling this rapid, rapid fire. fire. <laughs> All right, so it's just a quick, off-the-cuff, um, quick answer. Some? Yeah, just yeah, that'd be great if you're both kind of, and maybe it's the same answer for both of you, but um, quick I'll answer. So there's a, a list here I'm going to run through with okay. you. All right, so um, favorite memory as a family. Favorite memory as a family. Gosh, we've had a lot of good ones. Um, I would say uh, the train trip to Omaha. Yeah, that was good. I would, I would say the lake trips. Um, yeah. That's when it just seemed like it, we were away from everybody. They, they, they would bring their friends, but they, those were so much fun. Okay. Yeah. Um, vacation you wish you got to do as a family that you didn't do? Um. We always talked about doing a um, houseboat yeah. trip somewhere, uh, and we never did that. Okay, cool. Or Alaska. I think we also thought we'd take them to Alaska. All right. What's uh, one of your favorite um, Christmas family traditions? Well, the men's club scavenger hunt and the cutting of the Christmas tree. Okay. But I, I would say, too, we, we do a thing where the stockings are a pretty big deal. Everybody's got a stocking, and I fill it the night before with usually my favorite candy or whatever and then just stuff i've picked up through the through the year so they love the stocking so that's had become funny because 
um, the idea is they have to stay in their room until we let them out. But as soon as we're ready, then we let them out. And it used to be that they would tackle the youngest, pull his bullying by the legs so that they got up first. But then we added one of the uh, daughter-in-laws, and we actually had to give her about a minute head start. Or they would have <laughs> Trampled her. That's, <laughs> That's great. That's great. What's your favorite game to play as a family growing up with the kids? Scrabble. I'd have to say Scrabble. All right. Cool. All right. Favorite family dinner? Those were usually like, like uh, birthday dinners. And we usually do steak, twice-baked potato, um, some kind of rolls, and then I, I would make a birthday cake. that They only like one. They're not cake people. None, none of us are. So there's <laughs> yeah. this one Cocoa Town Spice Cake. Okay. And we also have the um, the sparkling apple cider. The Yep. They mm, love that. So. Yeah. And we, yep. do the, we do the fine china and the silver, you know. Make it big. Yeah. That's great. That's cool. Awesome. Is that your favorite family dinner? Yeah. Russ? Okay. All right. What's the best book you've read on parenting? Ooh, I'd have to say this this one called uh, Parenting and Air Raising Experience by Sam and Mary Lynn Peoples because it really touches on getting your heart right before mm-hmm. dealing with your Air Raising, yeah. H-E-I-R. Right. Right. Yeah. That's great. What's your favorite date night for you guys? Well, for us, it was actually, because we don't have family here, it was really just a chance to get away and have dinner together. But when the kids were little, we realized we were so tired that to get away by 6 or 7, we were falling asleep. Right. So we started, our date nights were like at 4 in the afternoon, and we'd be home by 8 because we were exhausted. Right. So it was usually, if we could get you know dinner and a movie or just dinner, just something away together um, and not be so exhausted, that, that's, that was pretty much... Um, if we could find a babysitter that I trusted and could get away, that was that and was. That's why we really loved the the um, planning weekends. We yeah. Would to keep the kids. We get away from Friday to for a whole Sunday weekend. That's great. Yeah. Right. That, that was that was a real favorite time and for us. That's great. All right. What is one thing on your bucket list that includes something you'd want to do with your family at large? Well, Julie said this as another thing, but I we've talked about this since we went to visit my best friend in Alaska four years ago. Mm-hmm. We really would like to take the kids to Alaska. That's that's such a frontier that's just you can't really describe it until yeah. you've been there. And we both said it'd be really great to bring the kids up here. Cool. And they would love to go, but it's like three times as expensive yeah. to go anywhere around here. So right. that would be on the bucket list. That's a neat bucket list item. It is. Um, is there a tradition that still lives on with your adult children? Like something that you still maintain even though they've grown up? Like the fighting for the stockings for you guys. Do they y'all, still do that, or I know Christmas? So we're we're lucky to have anybody for Christmas. You know, okay. You know, I think um, what we've seen is them carry on our traditions. Is yeah. How yeah. We answer that. That's what's okay. Real rewarding. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, I don't buy a men's club present anymore, but I've seen them start do scavenger hunts for you know their their and their families. Yeah. And they'll cut their Christmas trees. So what's interesting and probably the most rewarding is watching them replicate what replicate you guys the traditions that we yeah. had. Mm-hmm. And we had a lot of different traditions, whether around Christmas or or the Cross and Men's Club and birthdays. all birthdays. But you know, so like our youngest says, all the traditions are in a cocked hat now because it's all different because <laughs> there's only two of them are gone, right? That's right. right. So it's like. He says Christmas sucks because you know, it's, it's, <laughs> not, it's not the same as it used to be. So. Yeah, that's hard. Um, and some years you have them here, and some years you don't. Here, here is one. Here is one tradition we've kept, and that is we've said we want to keep Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah. You could. So we've 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 requested as much as possible. That's going to be 
across in time to all be together. Because Christmas is different. Sure. With schedules, that's hard. Yep. Yeah. So that's, we're trying to make that a family tradition where, okay, you can go to the other side, the other in-laws and all that, but we'd like to, and so... This worked pretty well. Pretty well. We had to make an exception last year, but we're, 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 and the other tradition is we want to have one family vacation a year. So we've asked only two things. One, Thanksgiving and a time in the summer. If we can get it for three or four days, everybody together. So next week we'll go and everybody be together for three or four right. days. That's about the best you can get yeah. now with yeah. work schedules and, and all that. So those are the two traditions. That's great. Thanksgiving and family vacation. I like it. Good. That's great. What is one new tradition you would like to instill with your grandkids? Do you have something that you would like to start new or do different now that you have grandkids? You know, we want to do cousin camp. Well, I, I think we want to. I think we want to keep doing with them what we did with our kids. So when they come here, this idea of a cousin camp, we stole this from somebody else. But sometime when the kids get a little older, they're mm-hmm. you know, the oldest is two and a half now, and one and a half. So another year or two, right? The parents can just drop the kids with us. And they can go. Love it. That, yeah. That's a, that's yeah, I love that right love now. Love that idea. That's the tradition we want to start. Yeah, we we're we're a little bit premature. We think as soon as they're the youngest is maybe three or four, we can probably do that. So basically, our kids and their spouses bring their kids, and they know they're going to cousin camp at, at uh, Button, yeah. Button, 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 Ban and buff. Bet and buff. Bet and buff. Yes. All right. Not bet and buff. <laughs> <laughs> so which one's which? <laughs> it, well, we decided my middle name's Bet. And so uh, my daughter-in-law said, I think that's an easy name for him to say. And so Aww, sure enough, he, can, he can say Bet just like that. Cute. So then he says, gosh, if he can say his bees, why don't I be buff? Well, then the three boys, when they heard about it, they said, Dad, you're teaching him to lie. <laughs> That's <laughs> right. So anyway, Cousin Camp and Bet and Buff's house, not yes. Butt and Buff's house. Hey, I, I, I love the idea of, of Cousin Camp, and, and I know you guys aren't there yet, so if you need practice, right. the Woodruff Older kids camp. are available they, and they're for hard you guys working. to get. Yeah. That's right. And they're respectful. That's right. <laughs> They'll mow the lawn. They can aerate. Right. It's all That's good. Right. It's kind of like a working cousin And you get a girl. Camp, right? You get a girl in there who would love to just hang out with you and yes. do right. nails and cook and clean. That's right. That's right. All right. One last, one last question on the rapid fire. What is one thing you wish you did more consistently with the boys? Well, I would have, I would have engaged in their interest more. Hmm. That's good. And... and that's why the different temperaments and the different personalities make it harder because I'm like sports and I'm a sports guy and my oldest really wasn't into sports. He was into paintball and video games. Well, I wish I would have adopted more that more consistent about yeah. getting in his world. That's great. Um, and adapting and I didn't, I would have done a better job of that. Good. That's great. Well, hey, guys, um, this has been such a great time with you. So Thank fun. you guys so much. We're so thankful that, uh, that you had some time. I think we want to be adopted. That's right. <laughs> Even though we're a little older, we could still be That's helpful right. around the house. <laughs> so we're just thankful you guys took time to, to share some of your story and some of your journey. Um, thank you for doing that with us. And then for the many that, that, uh, that, that have the opportunity to listen to this as well, I hope it is able to to speak somewhere and encourage where they're at in their journey. So thank you guys. We really appreciate it. Thanks for asking us. Absolutely. It's been fun.
Well, that wraps up our last episode with Russ and Julie Crossan. We are so grateful for them and their time. Isn't it great? I hope that y'all loved it. I thought it was, I love hearing them. Yeah, they had some great info. And whether you have all boys like they do, or even if you've got some girls, there's so much you can take away from it. There's so much we um, took away. So I hope I hope you were able to get a lot out of it. Our next episodes, uh, we've got two, uh, a series of two coming, where we sit down with Misty Page. Uh, and she's a single mom, and she's now got two grown kids, a son and a daughter that uh, are out in the world. And she talks to us about looking back at parenting as a single parent through those teenage years. And I think you guys are going to get a lot out of it. And this is not just for single parents. We, uh, yeah, just even as a couple, uh, right. we got so much out of Misty and her parenting and, and what she's learned. And I think you guys will do the same. If you guys enjoyed this podcast, we would love for you to subscribe to Hindsight Podcast. And you can do that on iTunes or wherever you found this podcast. Uh, check out our Facebook page and leave us your comments or questions or even topics that you would love for us to cover. And then if there's somebody you think that would benefit, feel free to share. Um, I just think there's a lot of wisdom in what we're learning, and we want to do this as a tribe. So uh, please feel free to share this talk with others. Well, we look forward to hearing from Missy Page, and we hope that you guys will check us out for our next episode of Hindsight Podcast. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening.